Good afternoon. Good evening. Welcome back to the line to mastery. Whatever time this is hitting your ears, welcome. It is such a pleasure to reintroduce this week's podcast guest, my good friend Gemma Palmer. She is a spiritual and mindset coach, and she returns to the podcast to bring even more value and insight into this episode. It's been about 10 months since we recorded, and a lot has happened in that time. So we drop into a little bit of that in the podcast. We talk about compassion, redefining your limitations, self-limiting beliefs, and this is a very tactical podcast on how to really get out of your own box that you've put yourself into either consciously or subconsciously and to start to expand the way you're able to perceive yourself and how you show up in the world. She starts off the podcast with a meditation and some breath work, and then we just dive straight into it. There's a lot of love, some very good soul chemistry between Gemma and I. She and I have known each other since we were 18, and she initially came out to my prom with one of my friends, AJ, back in high school from Texas. And that's where we first met. And then we've just had a lot of beautiful divine drop-ins from different music festivals across the country to both of us now living in Austin and having the opportunity to connect a lot deeper over the course of the past two years. So it is a pleasure to share this podcast episode and conversation with you all. If you find any value in it, please go ahead and share it with a friend, a family member. Give it a beautiful rating and review on Apple Podcasts. And thank you again, Gemma, for coming on to this episode. I love you. I see you. I know you. And may this podcast bring value to all that have the opportunity to tune in and listen. This episode of the Line to Mastery is brought to you by Firefly Cacao. Firefly is the number one distributor of 100% ceremonial grade cacao in the North Americas. Cacao is rich with magnesium, theobromine. It is one of the greatest superfoods that we have accessible to us on the planet. And it is one of my favorite ways to start the day. Go ahead, check out Firefly. Order yourself a bag, two, maybe five of this delicious ceremonial grade cacao. You can use discount code SLATCAM on your first order at checkout. And I highly recommend the Tantric Rose Blossom, the Vibrant Vitality, the Oaxacan Spice, and the Medicinal Mushroom Cacao. Those are some of my favorites. And honestly, you cannot go wrong with any decision that you make because they're all phenomenal. And now, without further ado, this episode with Gemma Palmer. Well, hello, Gemma. Hello, Cam. <laughs> Welcome back to the podcast. 
Thanks for having me back. Yeah, it's a pleasure. I'm so grateful that you were down to hop back on the podcast and do round two. Yeah, me too. And it seems that round two, it's, we're also raining outside. Yeah, Remember okay. that storm? Yeah. So that's really cool because, um, so for those listening, you and I were doing back-to-back breath to just like ground down into the space, connect with each other a little bit. And back-to-back breath is just like sitting back-to-back and then just doing your own breath. You could, if you want... One person inhales while the other person exhales, but you and I were just going with our own flow. And at the time that we were doing that, I was listening to the rain, thinking about how during the podcast, I was probably going to bring up how it's raining again, <laughs> just like the first time we dropped in the podcast. Um, so long-winded answer getting back to that. But yeah, it's yeah. it's really cool how storms for both the podcasts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I just feel... <laughs> I've been trying to work with this rain lately of just allowing it to like cleanse what it needs to cleanse in my energetic field Um, and just kind of welcoming it. Although it's been very prolonged, this rain, and I'm ready for some sunshine, I definitely have been welcoming its uh, healing property. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Water, water is really powerful for healing and just like letting things wash away. Mm. Uh, I really connect with the wind. In that regard, too, like whenever the wind comes, especially really strong wind, and normally it comes when I'm like going through some stuff, okay. I'll just like tune in and allow it to just like move this stuck energy and honor that like it's here for me. And sometimes this is kind of a trip, but sometimes when I'm really connecting, and I feel that deeper connection, I feel like the wind intensifies because I'm creating that for myself. Mm. And whether other people believe that or not, it doesn't matter, you know, because ultimately you can choose whatever. You will always find evidence for what you choose to believe. Yeah. And I really connect with like, I have a deep connection with the wind. So if I can move that wind and bring that energy to me, then I already know I'm a powerful creator. So why not tap into that? Um, yeah. And it's been really interesting with the rain here in Austin the past few weeks, uh, for those listening that aren't in Austin at all, it, it seems like it's been raining in spurts the past few weeks where it'll rain up until like three, like two to three. And then eventually the rain dissipates and then the sun peaks out just for like the last few hours Mm -hmm. of the day. And then it's just like next day rain again. And it's it's a very interesting duality. Yeah, and it's so beautiful when the sky opens up. Like the sunsets you get are just like breathtaking. And <laughs> Colin, if he's listening to this, is going to say to me, like I always say, the clouds look amazing. The clouds here are just so breathtaking. And I think I said that like eight times yesterday because <laughs> they just make this beautiful pattern. And I think... I get a lot of creativity from looking at clouds because I like to like, oh, that cloud looks like this and that cloud looks like that. Um, And then when it's a rainstorm, you can see like a bright white cloud next to a really dark cloud and the contrast of it and just how beautiful like to actually witness the contrast of light and dark up in the heavens and Uh the sky. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's been really unique to just check out how these storms are impacting the world like Austin around us, right? Because the green belt is now 
pumping with mm. water when it was dry just a few weeks ago. Now it's just like rushing with water. And it feels so good to be out there. I've definitely tapped into some of the waterfalls out there and just like mm. put myself into that space and felt the power and just the movement of all that energy. And then all of the plants are more green. They're more vibrant because they're getting all this water right now. And then when the sun comes out, it like really allows them to illuminate and shine more than they have been in the past few weeks. And now we have the, uh, the contrast of the clouds with the light ones and the dark ones. And it's just, you know, it's a beautiful time, even though we've been getting a lot of rain, you know, it, it's not going to last come probably june july yeah know? we're gonna wish for right uh, yeah we're yeah. gonna be like oh damn may was pretty great actually <laughs> it was um yeah mm. well i would love if you're open to it to drop into some breath work guided meditation whatever you feel yeah to share. we'll do a little bit of both um i'll have a start just slowing down the breath um and focusing our intentions inward and on the breath so for those of you listening, ground yourself in a seat, maybe the feet on the floor, and align your spine so that you can take in a full deep inhale. And then exhale, settle into yourself. Take one more breath like that, a full inhale. And settle like sand on the ocean floor. We'll do a three-part breath, inhaling, pausing, and exhaling. So inhale, fill up the lungs as much as you can. And when you get to the top, pause and retain the breath. When you exhale, I want you to imagine a sprinkler top on your head bursting open with air. Inhale, fill up the lungs. Retain the breath. Work your energy up the spine. And then exhale, let it come out the crown of your head. Inhale, pull that energy from the base of the spine up into the crown. Retain the breath and maybe sip the air just a little more. And then exhale, steady stream of air. Let it all float out. Inhale, pull your energy up to the crown. Let it ruminate inside of you as you retain your breath. Swimming through each one of your cells and then exhale. Let it pour out and down. Take a few more cycles. Inhale. Send oxygen to each 30 trillion cells. 
exhale, burst your sprinkler and let everything settle down. Last time, fill up the lungs full in. Feel it hug the inside of your body. And when you're ready, let everything out through the crown of your head and empty. Coming back to a normal breath pattern. Let yourself Feel any sensations in the body. Let the mind do what the mind is doing, not labeling. And then I'd like you to pull in a memory of the last time you showed yourself compassion. The last time you truly allowed yourself to be accepted for who you are. A time where you showed yourself kindness even in the face of difficulty. And as you pull in that memory, maybe start to notice what sensations are arriving in the body. And let whatever's coming in flow effortlessly out. This dance of back and forth of compassion and acceptance. Next, inhale, take your arms up and out to the side. And then exhale, curl them in and give yourself a hug. Thank yourself for taking time to breathe and to ground. Thank yourself for the times where you maybe didn't show yourself compassion. And then thank yourself for showing yourself compassion in this moment with a snuggly hug. And when you're done, let the arms fall down by the side and gently open the eyes at no rush, at your own pace. Thank you for that. Thank you. Thank you for letting me guide you. You're welcome. Mm, is anything that came up for you during that or any sensations? Yeah. So when you cued the energetic crown sprinkler, that felt fantastic to just like move that energy and let it just release um, through my crown. That was fantastic, felt amazing. And then 
when you offered that gift of self-compassion and checking in with the moments, like the most recent moment you were compassionate with yourself. Um, I just went back to this morning when I, so, so yesterday was a really full day and I didn't end up getting back home until like 2 a.m. And the way that I was compassionate with myself, because I knew I had a full day today, and I know how much better I feel when I focus on my morning routine and tune myself, tune my instrument to who I desire to show up as and become. That was that was my self-compassion, was sticking to my morning practices, even though I only got like five and a half hours of sleep. Mm. And, and showing up for my yoga, showing up for my meditation and my breath work. Um, and there's this practice I've been doing that it's it's called an upward spiral guide. And essentially what you're doing is you're creating the ideal character traits for yourself, um, your values, your manifesto, and... I created this like PDF document and then I recorded that PDF PDF document, like me speaking it. Mm-hmm. And then I put some binaural beats onto it. And then I used two songs that um, have been really powerful for me um, to just invoke greater states of emotion and awareness and really tune me into this like high vibrational space of who I know I'm capable of being and what I've come here to do. And um, this is going to come as no surprise to you, but they're Odessa songs. <laughs> I know. I think which one. <laughs> so the first one is Foundation okay. by Bronson. So I'll start off with Foundation. And then my Upward Spire Guide meditation with the binaural beats is about... Um, it's about 17 minutes long. Okay. And... And that's the middle part. And then can you guess which song I finish off with? I'm horrible with song names and I have it in my mind. Is it on the Bronson album still? No. Uh-huh. Oh, no. That's okay. So it's only the VIP okay. remix. Oh, yeah. Um, that one That one lights my heart. Yeah. Up. I love that song. Yeah. So both of these songs have activated me in their own ways um, since I started tuning into them. So I'll finish off with that. Okay. And it's about a 21 minute long and 17 second meditation. And okay. I, I showed up for that as well this morning. Mm. I'm so thankful that you showed up for yourself in that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I know in Buddhism, it talks about uh, there's like six different ways for showing compassion or how to cultivate compassion. And discipline is one of them. So it really sounds like you were kind of using that this morning of that, like, Maybe you could have enjoyed sleeping in and that might have been fun by using your discipline, knowing that like actually, you know, these grounding techniques and showing up for myself is actually a way of showing myself compassion um, and taking care of myself kind of like I would a child, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. A very powerful tool. Yeah. Yeah. And then extra sleep is also another form of compassion, but just checking in with myself, like, Today, what I needed was to still just wake up early, do my practices, prepare for this podcast, prepare for the other things that I have going on today, get a little bit of work done so that come the end of the day, I'm, I'm not thinking about the work that I needed to get done because it's already done. And then I can actually like unwind and take care of myself. And 
um, waking up early creates a greater incentive for going to bed early. Mm. And then I'll just have a nice full night's rest and, and feel incredible waking up tomorrow and get back after it. Yeah. Um, I think it's interesting just playing with compassion itself. Like, you know, how, what makes you feel compassionate towards yourself? I've been doing a lot of reflecting of like where I was this time last year and what's changed for me. And I think the main thing is like, I try. And what I mean by I try is that I don't have it all figured out and I don't think I can be compassionate all the time, but I'm in a constant state of remembering. And this year I've really tried to like remember, um, in really sticky situations, um, where to have compassion for myself and then where to have compassion for others. Um, and sometimes you notice after, and then you got to do some regress, but like, I think just the, um, the paying attention to when it's showing up in your life, the more you pay attention, the more it's going to show up. Um, and then I think that breeds more connection. And in a world where we felt really disconnected, compassion is really going to get us back to being connected. Like I wholeheartedly believe that compassion is going to be the way we live in a harmonious world, that way that we can actually work together with the earth, work together with each other, work together with animals, and just actually live in a way that feels kind and sustainable. Um, and just that starts with yourself, mm-hmm. you know, like you dream so big and you want everything to work out and you recognize that there is so much power in showing compassion for yourself and, um, that showing up for yourself is showing up for others. Yeah. Yeah. Your relationship with others always starts with the relationship with yourself. Like you can only go as deep with others as you've gone with yourself and in regards to compassion and I feel empathy fits in there as well. Um, there's so many different, so 7 billion plus people on the planet, so many different walks of life, so many ideas, so many different methodologies and ways in which, um, these different types of people are perceiving the world and not everybody's going to see things the way that you see things. So being able to honor that everyone's perspective is a little bit unique, yet we all belong here and having compassion and empathy for that. And just being like, I don't need to understand how you see things. The only thing I need to understand is that you belong here just as much as I do. Mm -hmm. And something that I got tripped up about with religion growing up was this whole idea of, these separate gods, these separate deities Mm -hmm. and your God created the world for you. But then these other groups of people that are also here on the world and their gods that they believe in created the world for them. But then there's this clash. It's like, isn't all, it's just all the same God, you know? Mm. Yeah. I definitely think Tantra takes that perspective of like, we are all God. We are all the divine. We are all the same. 
And that gets really um, like the mirror of just like every time I look into you, you are a mirror of like who I am. And we are all just different expressions of God. Like um, I think Kat will say um, like life, what is it? Life is the dance floor and like we're all the dancers. So we're all the expressions of God. Um and just being able to like play with that and recognize that we are all just kind of like different forms of the same thing mm-hmm. shows an understanding, shows a compassion when you can actually take a step back and recognize that. Um, but what I've struggled with either within myself or having, you know, being in relationships, um, friendships, as well as romantic um, the withholding of compassion is kind of a way where we stop seeing that connection. We stop seeing that expression. Um, when people, you know, choose like this person's deserving of compassion versus like that person is not um, honest. So I don't want to show them compassion. Um, and I think that's the most important time to show mm-hmm. compassion. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really think if like you want someone who's dishonest to change and be an honest person, like they've probably never been shown compassion. So when you show them compassion and you let them know that maybe they are deserving, which they are deserving and that, yeah. And that they can choose to be a more honest person because maybe someone believed in them before when, um, or believes in them now in that one interaction, they were like, oh, wow, I've never felt this kind of compassion towards myself. Maybe I should spark it and spread it somewhere else. And so it is really just a ripple effect um, when you don't withhold that compassion and like you let it ripple out into the world. And, you know, you don't give compassion because you're expecting anything back. You give it because it's limitless. In Buddhism, it is one of the four limitless qualities. So compassion, like there is no limit. And I drank a cup of tea yesterday and on my little tea bag, it said compassion has no limit. Kindness has no enemy. Um, And I think that's just so beautiful that it's such an untapped well in our heart that we can continue to go into even in crazy times even in difficult moments we can have that deep well that sometimes might be painful to look into um i think pema chodron says like compassion is having the ability to see pain and recognizing pain in other people and really understanding that because you can see your own pain in the other person Um, And so it's kind of a daring thing to be compassionate because you have to sit with your pain and you have to see that um, to see it in others. And that's a beautiful thing to be able to sit with that and to share it with someone instead of suffer in it. Yeah. Yeah. I feel it's really easy to acknowledge the divinity in the things that feel light and joyous Mm. and, um, and wonderful yet the practice the real practice is honoring the divinity and the pain and the darkness because that's also god too 
you know, there is, there is no separation as much as we attach ourselves to this idea of separation of us versus them, light versus dark. They're one and the same. Yeah. Um, sitting with the darkness is how I became a more compassionate person, you know, and that's like what I did over, you know, the past year and my healing, it's just continuously sitting. I mean, since getting sober and not drinking, I have unveiled a cloud so that I can actually understand. I feel like, um, I built all these walls to protect me and to hide me because like when I did show compassion to people, I got hurt. So like I covered that more pain, that pain with more pain. But, um, when I was able to sit with all that pain after not being able to numb myself from it, I opened myself to a whole new world that I didn't even know was there like 25 years. And I didn't know the untapped well of compassion until someone showed it to me and little bits along the way I had community and support being there for me and really saying like, it's okay for you to sit with this darkness. I'm right here for you if you need. And like having that, you know, community creates compassion and really opens us up to like, um, having the ability to sit with that because I was alone all the time and I was struggling inside and I didn't know people were sitting with pain. Like when you hear people are meditating, you don't really think like, oh, they're sitting with like their deep shit. And like, you know, they just think that they're sitting down and quieting their mind, which is really not what meditation's about. Um, it's learning to sit with those things so that when you're out in the world and they come up, you're able to transmute that and turn it into something else. Um, so yeah, it's really important that we recognize the beauty in both the dark and the light and not just like save our compassion for, you know, good vibes only and our toxic like, um, way of just looking into the light. You know, we have without darkness, there is no light. Yeah. And you would, you would have no idea, right. That there is light because everything would be light and there would be no understanding of the difference between the two. And I feel that the answer to the pain is in the pain. It's learning to sit with it, to witness it, to observe it, to see the stories, you know, it's there for a reason. It's one of the greatest teachers we have, you know, think about all of the pain that you've been through and being able to sit with that and learn from that and have the purview of like, whoa, this pain has come here for me. Those always end up being the experiences that offer the most growth and the most expansion. You know, it's not always the moments that are like the most joyful and loving and expressive and not to say that there isn't value and beauty in those because there is mm -hmm. yet the moments that actually bring the most growth and show you who you are, who you truly are is in the darkness and in the pain. And that's why we have it. You know, it's not something that we need to run from or be afraid of. It might feel scary until you start to sit with it, but like, it's your teacher. It is your friend. And, and to sit with your own darkness, your own pain, and just like really understand like, oh, this is here for me. And to have more compassion for yourself, you start to be able to reflect that out to others because then you don't see them as someone that's like doing harm. You see them as someone that's like, oh, 
they have their own pain that they probably just haven't alchemized into the medicine that it actually is for them. Yeah. And most of us are missing these models in our lives, models of people that have been doing that work and, and moving through their pain and moving through their darkness and becoming friends with it, learning that it's their ally. And that's a beautiful thing that you've come to find through community and these reflections is those that have instead of trying to bypass the pain and only focus on the love and the light, which no, no shame in that whatsoever, you know, beautiful part of the process yet to have a more holistic view of the process. We need both the light and the dark. Um, so to have models, you know, leaders that are willing to own their pain, own their shit and their shadow and, and sit with it and communicate about it. It gives permission to others to start to do the same. And I know if it wasn't for a few models in my life, I might not be with my pain. You know, I might still be smoking a lot of weed and trying to mask it and just keep myself up in the clouds and not grounded and rooted in myself. And, you know, same for you. You may still be drinking and, and numbing out from things that have been difficult. Yet, ultimately, once you start to sit with them and you realize that, oh, these things are here for me. And actually the way to start to release these things is by sitting with them and not numbing out and not avoiding and self-sabotaging and trying to stay away from the thing that makes you feel uncomfortable. That's, that's where you find the growth and the medicine. So, yeah. Yeah. And our darkness is in another place where we have to feel shame. Hmm. Like just because you're going through darkness and maybe you kind of brought on that darkness and you reacted in a way that you didn't feel was in your highest self or authentically you and it felt impulsive. And like I definitely speaking from my personal experience, like I definitely created like like a hard shell to like cover myself up Um and I shamed myself a lot for like, why am I this way? Why am I doing that? And like, that was a self-limiting belief of like, I'm just this angry person. Like, I don't have the ability to be, you know, compassionate. And I pushed my darkness away because, well, in a way I was accepting my darkness, but I was just the darkness. Like, that's who I was. Instead of like using it, like you said, as a teacher, I just was like, this is me, I guess. I'm just like this. I, I just felt like right now I feel like when I'm thinking about it contracted, like I want to like <laughs> step forward and like um, just felt very kind of um, closed off from people um, because like I said, I would be compassionate to others and I would get wounded um, because one, I didn't have boundaries. So, um, I wasn't sure. And having boundaries isn't like withholding compassion. It's just choosing, you know, is that situation, you know, best for you to be a part of. Um, but yeah, for a while I just accepted that I was darkness and that, you know, this is just who I am. But I really started to look at my self-limiting beliefs of like, okay, well, maybe I'm not just darkness. Maybe I am more than this. And 
you have to show yourself compassion to that darkness. You have to like be like, hey, I love you. It's okay. We're going to work with it. And working with it is sitting in meditation. And when you sit in meditation, you recognize these stories that you tell yourself, these constant stories of like, oh, I'm just an angry person or, oh, I'm just depressed all the time or I'm just someone who does this. Um, And when you unpack those self-limiting beliefs, you're able to give in a way that feels effortless. It feels like flow. It's the divine flow of the universe. It's just coming in and out because you're not resisting. You're not blocking yourself. You're not limiting yourself from that. And that's why, you know, compassion is a limitless quality of Buddhism. Like they named, there's four of them. It's like loving kindness, compassion, um, appreciative joy, and equanimity. So these four things are just limitless. You can tap into them all the time. Um, But if you tell yourself you can't, if you tell yourself, I'm not that type of person, if you have these stories, they're holding you back from having that connection that you actually truly desire on the inside. Um, We all have the creative potential of source, God of the divine, right? And we're creating our own internal worlds and external worlds around us, you know, and to identify with, I am not, powerful person i am not a compassionate person that's what you are going to create yourself to be especially with the terminology of i am whatever follows the i am is the spell that you cast it's it's the identification so if you're just throwing out i am lazy i am selfish i am broken i am depressed that's the life you start to create for yourself if it hasn't already been created. And this is an opportunity and invitation to start to to check those spells that you're casting because just as easily as you can say, I am depressed, you can start to flip the script, catch that story, catch that spell and say, I am compassionate. I am loving. I am open and receptive and empathetic. And... You know, it, it doesn't have to be this, this big shift. It, it can be something just as simple as catching the stories that you're, you're saying and, and having like these small steps of awareness into seeing if the stories you're telling are actually truth and if they're serving you or if they're not. Yeah. I think that's like the first step is like actually saying, I am happy. Even if you don't believe it, I am happy. If you say that for the next like two weeks of your life, you're, you're going to have some happy days. I promise you. And if that's placebo effect, whatever, if it works, it works. But like, that is the trick to changing your mind is saying things that maybe you don't believe yet, but you want to believe. But instead of saying, I want to believe I'm a compassionate person, you know, you're still wanting, you're still putting that in the future. It's still kind of not in your life. But if you say, I am a compassionate person, you're grounding yourself in that. You're making it a reality. Um, I remember when I wrote my mission statement, 
Um, I wrote like, I want to do this. I want to do that. And, um, someone just advised me to like, what if you wrote that in present tense? What if you decided that right now? And I did. And like things are unfolding in the way and like I'm becoming and stepping up and showing up as a person that I really want to be. But because I took the time to define that and to unpack these limiting beliefs and I'm still trying to unpack limiting beliefs. Um, when I was thinking about, you know, compassion this past week, um, I noticed like I overgive sometimes because I just feel like I've tapped into this like well of like, I just want to give love as much as I can and I don't expect anything back. Um, but I sometimes withhold it because I get scared that others aren't ready to receive. And like sometimes receiving a lot of love can be overwhelming to people if For they've sure. never received it. And I've actually, you know, noticed that in my partnership of like, I'm just like ready to show all of this, but like my partner might not be ready for me to like, for him to receive. Um, so that like, I've been kind of feeling like, how does that limit myself? Like sometimes I like sit in my head and I'm like, okay, I shouldn't do this. I shouldn't do that. And I kind of should on myself. Um, don't be shooting on yourself. I know. <laughs> um, but then I, um, I, I think it's very powerful to ask people like, Hey, is it okay if I do this for you? Or, um, am I able to give you this? Giving them the option to receive has helped me be able to not cut that self off of me and allow me to be kind of limitless with my love. Because if they say no, okay, I was still willing to give. I didn't like push that down and repress it from giving. I was still open, but they didn't accept my offer. And that's totally up to them. Whether or instead of me sitting in my head being like, I shouldn't do this. I shouldn't, I'm, I'm going to keep that to myself. They'll think I'm weird or whatever. Um, so that's actually a self-limiting belief. I've been kind of like unpacking this week of like when to give, when to ask. Um, and I think I just want to make that more of a practice of like asking if I can do things for others, um, which creates a community of people who actually, you know, speak up for if they want to give and it's okay to give. I think we live in a uh, society where we're sometimes told, like, if you give this away, you know, like you're not going to get anything back. And, um, it's not about getting it back. It's about just like the ever flowingness of it and rippling it out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And there's a universal law that in order, like if you want to get something, you must be willing to give first, you know, your, your inputs equal your outputs. Um, and, and, and that goes back to compassion with, with checking in with those around you and saying, like, I feel called to offer you this thing. Do you feel called to receive this thing? And if they don't, beautiful. Still a state of compassion. If they do, beautiful. Still a state of compassion. Um, and as far as, like, self-limiting beliefs go, you know, these are self-imposed boxes that we put ourselves into 
And it takes shaking some things up a little bit to start to realize like, oh, I'm so much more than this box that I put myself into, you know? It's, it's a gift to redefine your limitations. Yeah, it's a very powerful gift, especially when you notice like, that's the box I've been stuck in. And you're like, oh, I am more than this or I deserve more than that. And like just having the awareness of the box over the last year has really helped me like shift myself into really following who I am, like recognizing all of these boxes. While some of them are going to probably follow me around for a little while, and it's going to take some time. It's not like, you know, you see the box and you can just like take it out to the recycling and like it's done. Like you got to sit with it for a little while. You got to play with it, make a house out of it and then deconstruct the house, you know, like, um, but yeah, recognizing that box is such a powerful tool into stepping in to who you want to be because then you can take the box away, you know, and it's going to slow. And we talk about, um, in Buddhism, another like little stories about peeling off the armor and like, say you've got all this armor that you've protected yourself with and you're trying to, your ego is trying to protect that heart and the armor is kind of like the story and you just start taking like the ear flap off and seeing how that feels without it. Like say, if you didn't believe that self-limiting belief, like how would your week go? If just for one week you didn't, you know, fall into that story, you try it. And you can always put it back on if you want, but I think you'll find that the more you take it off and then you more unpack it, that it doesn't really, it's not really serving you and it's not really there for you. And it's just kind of keeping you back from all the things that you're in your head about. Like, I want to do this. I want to be this. I want to, you know, X, Y, Z. That box is keeping those thoughts hostage. So taking it off slowly, experimenting with it. Cause you can always take it back, but you probably find that you don't want to. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I mean, once you start to peel back the layers of limitations that you've put on yourself, you start to realize how limitless you are and there's power and there's beauty and there's expansion within that. And Oftentimes when you feel that, you know, like you feel that pure potential that you are inherently, you're not going to want to put the limitations back on <laughs> because, you know, you notice a difference, right? It's, it's the difference between identifying with, I am broken. I am depressed and I'm compassionate. I am joy. I am love, mm. you know, and even the difference between the first two spells and the third, like the past three spells in my body, the past three make me feel more open. And I felt even as I was saying, I am broken. I am depressed. My shoulders hunched forward. My body changed. And it's these subtle differences that create limitlessness or limitations. And they compound. Mm. What are some things that make you feel limitless? <clears throat> well, I feel my perspective is very unique in regards to this because I have this incredible tool mm -hmm. uh, with the slack line and the high line. And 
because of the state of the sport of highlining right now. There's still so many new tricks being developed and it feels untapped and that there's a lot of potential there for whatever you choose to create with it. That makes me feel limitless knowing that like I have so much room for growth within this sport and anything is possible. And, and then mastery makes me feel limitless because when you understand the process of mastery and you've, you've gone through mastering one thing, it teaches you how to start to master other things and knowing that there's some artists that didn't get into painting until they were in their fifties and sixties and we're only 25, 26 and we're still doing the work and like stepping in these spaces that we feel really called to do. And within a few years, we're going to be really fucking solid within them. And that's just a few years. And then beyond that, like we'll just be in our early thirties, still young as fuck. And there's so much potential and so much opportunity that we can, um, you know, pick the fruit from and, and eat that fruit and learn new skills. You know, just like the idea of like in this lifetime, I can create incredible performances with my sport. I can eventually create documentaries and tell stories. I can create these powerful conversations with powerful human beings and there's no uh, shortage of incredible human beings to have conversations with. And eventually I can step deeper into um, this calling of creation in the form of music and producing sounds that transform people. Like there is no limit to what I can step into and who I can become. So all of that makes me feel limitless. I love hearing you talk about that. I feel like we often like get on this conversation of just like the things that make us feel so empowered um, and then sharing it with others, you know? Yeah. And that's not even like talking about like creating a family and children and sharing that with them and what can expand from there. And then eventually like creating a home and creating an elite level gym for the next evolution of humanity. Like there's so many ways in which we can take our lives that it's only put into a box when we put it there. Mm-hmm. So, um, I've, I've really connected with this, this ethos, this identification, hmm, not necessarily an ethos, but, uh, this avatar that I'm stepping into as the redefiner of human limitations. Mm. And that's what I feel, at least at this point in time in my life, is is my purpose. It's my dharma. It's to redefine my own limitations, be a model for that, and inspire others to redefine their own through the way I show up in the world and the stories I share. I love that. And there's that ripple effect of sharing it with everyone. Um, and it starts with yourself, like going back to the very beginning of what we were talking about the podcast. It's like everything starts inside with me. Um, and recognizing my own greatness, recognizing my own, you know, limitless and abilities and just that I can, um, take the human experience and just make it my own. Mm -hmm. And like, we all have the power to do that. We all have the power to step in and to show up in limitless ways. Um, and I think 
that's what we're here is we're all supposed to, you know, step in into our own ways that inspire others to do that. You know, um, I think I feel most limitless when I'm connecting with others because you never, you're never really know all of who a person is. Mm -hmm. So you can keep going and like, obviously ask and don't pry, you know, but like when you're connecting with someone, if they're open to like opening their hearts and sharing, like I went to an authentic relating event on Friday and like skip the small talk straight into connection. And it like, we could have been there for hours, just like connecting over and over again. Um, and I just find it expansive to just talk to people, um, and really be, with someone and let them feel seen. And, um, once you feel seen, you really just like, you're ready to go. Yeah. You know, Yeah. but you have to see yourself first. Yeah. Um, so that's another thing that's really cool about redefining limitations and stepping out of self-limiting beliefs is the reflections of other people in front of you, you know, like creating a greater social circle and connecting with different types of people really allows you to see other aspects and reflections of yourself, right? And it gets you out of that box. So I think maybe for those that are um, listening and having this feeling of like, yo, I'm kind of stuck. Like I honor that, you know, I've probably had like a lot of self-limiting beliefs. Um, Not entirely sure how to move through through those self-limiting beliefs quite yet. Um, I feel this would be a great time to offer some tactics and just a few that are coming to me right now is to seek discomfort, try things that you're not used to trying, whether, um, let's say you go out for food all the time, every meal, take out, never cook. All right, let's try, um, one evening you have looked up a recipe online for something that looks delicious and maybe you watch some youtube tutorials on how to like cook in the kitchen and then you start to put those things into action and you show yourself that oh okay i can learn how to cook that's one you know so try new things that's a good way to redefine your limitations and move through some self-limiting beliefs Mm -hmm. um another one connect with new people you know expand your social circle um And I know that things are kind of like weird with how the pandemic has been. And, you know, there's still so many ways to do it. If you're on Instagram all the time, like fucking scroll through some profiles, find some people that are interesting to you, send a message. You know, you can DM them, you can voice message. Um, I feel like voice messages like really connect a little bit more with people. And if you really want to like go above and beyond, send them a, a video message, you know. Um, so expand your community, the the people that you're around, pick up something new and maybe try new food that you told yourself that you would never try or feel kind of uncomfortable with. Um, and another thing, you know, go for a walk and maybe for half the walk, you walk backwards, (laughs) you know, there's, there's so many ways. Um, are there any tactics that are coming up for you around redefining your own limitations? I would like to add, um, pay attention to how you talk to yourself. Mm. It's like, it's something I, you know, work with every single day. Um, but pay attention. Like, are you, you know, 
talking in like an excited way? Are you optimistic? Are you, um, you know, always shitting on yourself? Like, are you always telling yourself you're not like, if you do cook that new meal and you're, you know, trying something new, are you telling yourself these stories? Like, Hey, like, Oh, it's the first, are you being a perfectionist in that moment? If it's your first time cooking in the kitchen ever, you know, it's probably not going to be perfect, but mm-hmm. that's okay. Yeah. So like pay attention to the things that are coming up and like, um, the way you talk to yourself, um, would say, and then, um, I think journaling about that, really getting to know yourself. Um, I think because unless you don't like, if you don't know yourself, you don't know what you're limiting yourself to. Um, you're, you're not sure of like what you want to expand and what you want to like release. So getting to know yourself on a way of like, what makes me excited? What doesn't make me excited? What can I do without? What do I want more of? Um, and then another tactic, like get out of your head. So pay attention to your thoughts and then stop doing that and get out of your head, go shake, go dance, go move your body in a way that's just, um, inviting freshness. Um, if you're someone who sits all day, your energy's stagnant, you know, things are most likely going to stay the same. Um, but if you're adding movement, whether it be energetic through breath or, um, mantra or you're dancing and flowing or, um, moving, you're really able to tap in to places that like let go of the subconscious and then stop running those stories. So being in flow is a way to get out of stories and to like, give yourself a break for a minute. You know, like if you'd been talking to yourself this way for a long time, it's really, um, nice to get a break from that Mm -hmm. and just to breathe and to let go and have fun. Um, and it can be a fun thing. Like it doesn't have to be, you know, all this hard, difficult shadow work. It can be enjoyable to where you do just like scream into a pillow for 10 minutes. Honestly, that's one of my favorite tactics over the last like month. I've really needed to release some energy and, um, it releases the thought of like, I'm not an angry person, but I feel angry right now and I need to just get it out. Um, so that, um, and yeah, you said talking to other people, understanding, like ask questions to like, um, other people who have done this kind of work who seem look like they are limitless and just their lives look all great and fancy. Ask them, how did they get there? You know, like what steps did they take? Um, and everyone's going to have a different path. So just being open to trying the different things and then maybe recognizing one thing is for you, but something isn't for you, mm-hmm. you know, like, but having the curiosity, having the openness to try, um, I think will tiptoe you out of your comfort or uncomfortable zone. Yeah. Yeah. Be willing to take that messy action. You know, because it's, it's not going to look perfect um, at all. So, like, start to take even just that first step towards that thing that you've saying you've been wanting to do, but you've been giving yourself reasons of X, Y, and Z for why you can't or why it's just not the right time yet. Um, great example for that for me was this podcast, like starting to sit down and actually create this thing. 
prior to doing it, I told myself this story that like my voice was not valuable. I wasn't able to ask good questions. I wasn't able to hold a conversation and that I just, I couldn't hold the space as a podcast host. That's not the case anymore. I've redefined that limitation and it took me committing to at least trying and and taking steps. And like my first four podcasts were pretty fucking rough. Um, And, and it's because I, I decided to put myself into the fire by having to write scripts and then just record the podcast by myself and speak into the mic. But I figured like, if I could do that, then I could sit in front of you and have conversations or sit in front of anyone and have a conversation. And honestly, like this type of podcast is way easier than sitting in front of a microphone by yourself, which I feel like makes a lot of sense because this is just an organic conversation. Whereas like me riffing into a podcast by myself, at least right now, I need structure to make that happen. So it takes a bit more effort. Um, but that's the thing, you know, like I was telling myself a lot of reasons for why I couldn't be a podcast host and why I couldn't do it. And it wasn't until I was like, wait, you know, maybe I can at least give it a shot. And I had to work through a lot of imposter syndrome, a lot of self-limiting beliefs. And actually, if imposter syndrome, if imposter syndrome is coming up, that's a surefire sign that like you're on the right track because that's a necessary part of the process. We don't start off as the person we want to become. We have to move through these self-limiting, these self-limiting beliefs, these ideas of who we've been that limit us from who we want to become. And it just takes consistency and like taking action over and over and over again. And then eventually that compounds. And before you know it, you are 10 steps closer to the person that you know you're capable of being. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I resonate with so much with what you just said, like building my own business right now and like trying to like teach and be myself. Like I really had to value myself and value what I have to offer before I can expect other people to value that. You know, I have to show up and believe these things about myself. If I'm going to expect others to also believe those, um, which I can't expect people to believe those things, but you know what I mean? Of just um, showing up and just getting started. Like I look back at the old meditations I used to teach and I'm like, not sure like what I should say, or my voice is really shaky. And sometimes I do get shaky still, but like, um, I know I'm doing what makes me happy. And like, I've worked through those self-limiting beliefs to be like, okay, if I like hiccup or like if I do something awkward when I'm saying a meditation, it's fine. You know, just like moving past those like little stories in my head that I told myself like, oh, if you do X, then that means you're bad at it or um, not being a perfectionist. I think that's something so many people struggle with is the perfectionism of just like having to be perfect the first time you do something and that makes you not even try it at all. And like, we're so scared of not being like this amazing, great person. Whereas like, if we just were more playful and just, you know, like, you know what, I'm going to just try this for 10 minutes and I'm not going to critique myself about it. I'm not going to even, um, comment on it. I'm just going to try it. Um, really helped me personally, um, 
like, just be like, it's not that scary. It's not that bad. You know, I can move past the fear that I'm telling myself, um, that I'm holding on to Mm -hmm. and really just deconstruct that. And like, it's not mine. I've just kind of placed it there for, I don't know. And like, sometimes you do know the reason that you placed it there is because like, I don't know, sometimes we are actually afraid to be successful and be in a different environment because success might mean losing some friends. It might mean, you know, not pleasing your family or it might be something different, but like, if you know yourself, that's what you want and it's going to make you happy. It makes it a lot easier to move forward and move past it because you know, deep in your soul that you can do it. Um, yeah, I just got this, um, download of like comparison mm. is the killer of your own unique spark and creativity. Um, so if, if you're comparing yourself to someone else, that's like a master at their craft, um, that is 20 steps further in the process than you are. First off, cut that shit out. (laughs) Um, stop comparing yourself to others. The only person that you might want to compare yourself to is you past version of yourself. And it's more of a check-in, you know? And then the next thing is like those that are the best in the world at what they do do not start off that way. They're simply more practiced and that's it. So if you're telling yourself this story um, that you're not an artist, it's just because you're not practiced. That's it. There's nothing that separates you from the highest um, level of artists in the world outside of the amount of practice that's been put in. That reminds me of like, I literally told myself that because I grew up and people would make fun of how I drew in like art class. And, um, so I just grew up saying like, I'm a bad drawer. I'm not good at painting. And then I live with, um, Josh, one of my roommates, he loved art and he painted all the time. And so like, I started by just like painting pink, on a canvas and that's what it did like and he was painting like the ending scene from it like he's so creative and I was just like well you know what like this is what feels good for me um and like Colin will sometimes do this where he draws a circle and for two minutes he draws something and then I draw something and then we just go back and forth and the first time we did it I like cried because I was so afraid to show him how bad of an artist I was. I was like terrified to actually like, oh, my boyfriend's going to think I'm a bad person because I can't draw a squirrel or something, you know? And that was a really big moment for me to be like, it doesn't even matter how I like, and because he showed me compassion in that moment of like, it's okay. You can draw whatever you want. Like there's no rules or like you don't have to be you don't have to label it as good um like that helped me move past it and that's a thing of like going inward but also being able to listen to someone like support you so it's like a two-folded thing of like you have to listen to yourself and like look inside for like what's blocking you in that moment and then willing to have a conversation with someone who might be able to help you unpack it in a way that you can't unpack yourself um, and leaning on people for support so yeah, that kind of reminds me. That mm-hmm. was a belief I had about myself. 
And it's not true. No, it's not. No. No, and that's a beautiful thing. It's like we can start to restructure the stories we've been telling ourselves into ones that actually feel more in resonance and in service to our highest version of ourselves. Um, And it starts with awareness. And then getting clear as to who you want to become and taking steps towards that and checking in with the stories that you're telling yourself along the way and seeing if they serve you and if your habits are serving you and the actions that you're taking are serving you. And if not, cut that shit out. (laughs) Yeah. Mm. So another way that I'm starting to redefine my own limitations and I think we talked about this. Um, so initially I was going to go to LA and work with this company, Seek Discomfort, around this video project where the host of the YouTube channel they were creating um, was going to get on a slack line to redefine their own limitations, to seek their own discomfort. And then so we'd be doing a day of shooting in Santa Monica with the slack line and then a day of shooting at a Highline spot in LA. And then I proposed the idea as my own way to redefine my own limitations, seek discomfort was to shed my hair uh, because I've been growing it out for six years. And it it just felt like the thing to do. It it feels like time to to let it go. Um, I've been growing it out since I started slacklining. And now that I've reached a, a point where I'm not entirely a master, but I'm like pretty fucking good. Um, it, it just felt like the next chapter in what I was stepping into and the project ended up being put on a back burner. And, um, when I found that out, the only thing that I really grieved was not being able to cut my hair yet. So, so are you going to wait until then on Friday, I go to Dallas to connect with one of my friends. Her name's Christy and we're going to create a ceremony around cutting my hair. <gasps> Oh, that sounds so beautiful. And and the idea is to create multiple different ponytails within my hair. Um, and each one is going to symbolize something that I'm letting go. And by the end of the ceremony, I'm going to be bald and have shed that hair, shed that aspect of my ego, that layer in which I've used as a shell, as a form of protection, as a way to see myself. Um, and... I feel nervous for sure. I really like my hair. It feels good to have my hair pulled. I'm not going to be able to do that if I have no hair, you know? And it feels like time. And I'll always grow back. So, so yeah, that's, I would say for me, at least right now, that's the next step in redefining my limitations and stepping into who I know I'm capable of becoming is to shed my hair, to shed my beard, which I've also been growing for five years. Um, well, I just haven't shaved my face in five years because it hurts my skin, honestly. But I'm going to do it this one time and then let my beard continue to grow back out because my skin's sensitive and it doesn't feel very good to have a razor on it all the time. Use the exfoliator I gave you. Okay. Because if when I use that coconut scrub on my legs and then shave, I'm like smooth as a baby's bottom. Cool. So it, it does help with shaving. Yeah, nice. So, so. I'm still only going to do it once because it feels better to have hair on my face yeah um what is a way right now that you are redefining your limitations using my voice i am trying in every way possible to use my voice even when i shake 
Um, and to be intentional about what I'm saying, not just use it for the sake of using it. Um, but really I want to share the experiences I've had in my life and how the healing in my world has like really helped change my life. Like I, I really want that for other people. And the only way I really feel I can do that is by speaking and talking and showing up for people. Um, so I'm really trying to like teach more to classes and, you know, podcasts and do things like that. Um, but using my voice and not telling myself like I don't deserve to be heard or telling myself, um, I don't have anything valuable to offer because I've just spent so much time studying and really digging into the depths of my heart so I can understand how to unpeel trauma and patterns and things like that. And, you know, I have something to offer and I'm so excited to do that. And, you know, part of me was like, is that me being like, you know, conceited? And then it's like, no, it's really just a way to show yourself that you have a gift and you should share it with people. Um, yeah, so I'm just trying to use my voice as much as possible in a way that um, is compassionate, is kind, is um, inquisitive. Mm -hmm. I really have been like just being super curious about everything and wanting to have conversations with all kinds of people just because... Um, I'm trying to learn about everything and not just like limit myself to one thing. So having more conversations, meeting new people and really inviting in like a newness into my like throat chakra, um, which is kind of where my old trauma was held. Um, so I'm really just trying to redefine like how I can use my voice in a way, um, to create a world that I want to see. Yeah. Cause it starts with you. Yeah. 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 Well, Gemma, thank you again for coming on the podcast, being down to do round two and, and just really bringing it, you know, sharing compassion, sharing self-limiting beliefs, being open to diving these topics, sharing your vulnerability and your story and your heart and your voice. Mm. Um, for those of, for those in the audience that have connected with your message and they want to reach out to you, where can they find you? Yeah. So they can find me, um, on Instagram is probably the best way. Uh, it, my Instagram is Dharma with Gemma, um, Dharma underscore with Gemma, um, or Dharma with Gemma.com. I'm super open to having conversations. So like Cam kind of talked about earlier, if you want to reach out to someone and make a connection on Instagram, send me a message. Um, yeah. Thank you so much, Kim. I really enjoyed this. I always love connecting with you and I'm feeling lighter and brighter from just having this conversation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Likewise. And you're welcome. It's always a pleasure. Um, grateful to be connected. Um, eight years later since our first drop in at my senior year prom. So it's, it's beautiful to see the evolution of our our friendship and our connection and I am just so grateful to have you in my life and to continue to nourish this beautiful connection nourish and expand mm -hmm. yeah expand mm -hmm. into greatness yeah it's just the beginning mm -hmm.
Thank you, Cam. You're welcome. I love you. I love you too. Thank you again, everyone, for tuning into this episode. I know if you've gotten this far, you've gotten a lot out of the podcast. Go take some action on these things. Connect with new people. Try new things. Redefine your limitations. Expand beyond your self-limiting beliefs. You are so fucking powerful, y'all. So thank you so much for tuning into this episode. Um, there's a lot of crazy things happening in my life right now. I'm about to launch a program for professional athletes around mindset and spirituality. I'm working on a speech on redefining your limitations that I'm working with different businesses to share and really spread the message of the Highline and the philosophy and the different lessons that are brought to not only my world, but to the world through this sport. Due to that, um, I may be cutting back how many episodes I release per month. I don't know, kind of had this feeling today that maybe I have a lot on my plate and instead of doing one a week, two a month would be a little bit better. Just planting this seed. Not entirely sure if I'm going to end up going through with it, but that's where I'm at. Just going to Drop it right here in the outro and see how it lands. I love you all. Thank you for tuning in. Definitely going to have an episode next week. And then I'm going to go from there. Much love. Have a wonderful day.